listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. Welcome. I'm Megan, and this is Ombre Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. We are speaking with Tara Burt, Armbray's lower school director, about navigating the challenges of online learning as a teacher, mother, and leader, plus the advantages and disadvantages of virtual classes and helping students transition back to in-person learning. We also discuss helping teachers and students establish new routines along the way, handling pivot fatigue and the resiliency of our Osprey community. Tara also touches on our advisory program, the importance of strong peer groups, interactive activities that promote belonging, the teacher's dedication and passion for learning, and adapting for the future. I like how Armbray just feels like one great big family, and it's a small school, so you know a lot of people, and everyone's really caring, and the teachers are great. Uh, I like the school most uh, really because uh, there are nice, kind people here. There are very good teachers that explain and help. Because inside my old school, they would just do one thing on a day. They wouldn't explain, but they would just go on to something new on, in the next day. But here, you just do it for one week, which I'm really, really happy about. Nice. So then I can learn more about it. I like getting to spend time with my friends and learn things every day. I like that like you like know everybody that's probably going to be in your class next year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Tara. Hi Megan. Tell me about how you landed at Armbray. Yeah, I graduated from Mount St. Vincent University when I was, you know, fresh out of university. And I started subbing in the public system in Halifax and worked for a year as a substitute. And then the next year, still was subbing. My husband actually had graduated from Armbray and he suggested that I put my name in at Armbray and see what happens there. So I did and ended up talking to then head, who was Gary O'Mara, and went in and had an interview and got a long term substitution position for six months and then the following year the grade six job came open I applied for that and got it and as they say the rest is history I've been there for 19 years ever since and so you started subbing and then how did your position kind of transition so I started substituting first at Armbray and I did a six-month sabbatical for Donna McCormick who's Mm -hmm. still our grade five teacher Mm -hmm. and then got the grade six job and taught grade six for a number of years and I've been really lucky that The school has been great for me, and anytime I've wanted some kind of a change or to do something different, I've always been really supported. So I've changed grades. I've taught grade six, grade three, grade two, grade five, before landing in this position as the lower school director three years ago. Very cool. And how are you settling into the director position? I love it. It, You know, the first year was 2019, 2020. So the first year started off with a bang at the pandemic. And so it's kind of been... Tough first year. Yeah, hit the ground rolling. But it's been great. I love doing what I do. I'm still teaching a little bit. I teach health for grades one, two, and three this year. So it's really fun to be in the classroom and to be in there with the kids. But the leadership team I work with is fantastic. We all started that year Steve Clark came as our new head that year, and Stephanie Siadovich and Allie Reed as our heads of middle and upper school. So we all were new together and navigating the waters of this pandemic and crazy times together. And now my kids are there. And my yeah, so you have three kids. Yeah. 
What grades are they in? They are in grades 10, 8, and 6. So Hannah's in grade 10, Grayson is in grade 8, and Max is in grade 6. And they've gone all the way through? They've gone all the way through. Hannah and Grayson were in the preschool at Armbray, so they've been there since they were three years old. And Max started in primary. Yeah. And so now you've taught all of your kids. Taught all of them, exactly. So we have one class. Typically, we at that time when they were going through the lower school, we had one class of every grade. And so I taught them all in grade two. Wow. Yeah. How was that received by them? They received it a little bit differently. My daughter, Hannah, loved it at the time. I think Grayson was a little bit indifferent. You know, he, <laughs> It was kind of weird for him to have his mom as a teacher, but Max loved it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was a really cool experience for us to get to spend that time together and spend the whole year together. I loved it. As you were saying earlier, when you started in the director position, it was the start of the pandemic, crazy time to start a new job. Yeah. And then also to start online learning with your kids at home. And then also from the director's perspective, trying to navigate yeah. both perspectives. That must have been so tough. So why don't you talk a little bit about your role as a parent, how you navigated online learning with your kids at home? You're right. It was extremely challenging that first year, especially as a parent. I was in a brand new job. My husband was working full time. He's a police officer. So his job didn't change. His job didn't come home. So I was home alone really most of the time with the kids and trying to run the lower school virtually, trying to support all the teachers as they learned how to navigate this whole Zoom school and Mm -hmm. online area, and then also support the kids. So I was a little bit lucky in that they were a little older when we first started. So Max would have been in grade four, Grayson was in grade six, and Hannah in grade eight. So you know, Grayson and Hannah were a little bit more independent. Max still needed some more help. So I can't imagine what it would have been like with, you know, if they were in babies or primary grade one and two, like trying to support them where they can't be as independent at all. So it was certainly challenging. Like the kids were online most of the day. My husband would get home at the end of the day. We would try to go for a walk, try to get out of the house a little Mm -hmm. bit and get the kids out. And we did this route that we did with our dog and we'd come back. But there was definitely tears all around from everyone, including me. (laughs) Some days. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's so much change in every aspect of yeah. your life and having your kids in three separate rooms doing yeah. their courses, you trying to make sure that your teachers are taken care of yeah. and that the, all of the other children that you exactly. kind of oversee are on Zoom and making sure that they're... yeah. Things are running smoothly. Yeah, exactly. And it was troubleshooting a lot because it was so new to everyone trying yeah. to set up Zooms. And, you know, what happens if this Zoom cl- closes out and people couldn't get online and a Zoom link that worked one day didn't work the next day. Yeah. So it was just troubleshooting all of those things. What would a typical online learning class look like for a lower school student? For us now, they th- we've really... It adapted over the past two years, and but we've gotten into a really good flow. So this past January, when we were home for a week, mm-hmm. we knew exactly what to do. Things were set up. Teachers, you know, were prepared. But a typical day is really a lot like their regular schedule. So in a day, we have five classes. Three of them are with the homeroom teacher, and two of them are with specialists. And we still kept to the same schedule. So the homeroom teacher saw them twice a day on Zoom, and then they had one period, which was a work period. So mm-hmm. sometimes the teacher would be online helping them, doing some extra help or support with them. And then the specialists would come on. So you're doing phys ed on the computer. You're doing art and French. All of those subjects that they would do, they still are online from primary to grade six. So they were amazing. The kids were so adaptable and they're so used to it now too, which is crazy to think of that even our little grade primaries are experts at Zoom and get on there. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And I think the temperature around the school when they did come back to in-person learning, it's that 
there was it was a huge change but the kids were so used to doing it that it didn't really feel like a crazy transition yeah. because we've already done it yeah. however many times exactly those children they've been trained now yeah. to know what to do and they yeah. know that they need to log on at 8 35 yeah. and they know that they need to be wearing their uniform yeah, and they that do. they can't have silly props in the background <laughs> yeah although cute exactly but the kids really like to share parts of their lives too and it's, yeah it's great one amazing thing about zoom is that we get to see their faces again so yeah. it was amazing to see all their smiles and not have them hidden behind masks so that's, that's true that's one of the, the kids have to, the kids have to wear masks yeah. at school all day yeah. every day They're wearing so. masks all day I think a lot about our little ones in especially primary grade one and two who their whole school experience so far has been COVID and has been yeah. restrictions in Zoom school and how amazing that is and how they the only thing they've known about school so far has been masks and plexiglass and going online. I remember Max, your son, it was maybe a year ago, he came into the school and he was like, I don't ever remember seeing the trees so green. Yes, that's right. There was a time, so we went, you know, March break of 2020, and we were home until right until the end of June. And then the following year, we went online in April, right into the June. And so when they came back at the end, they were like, the woods are so green. It was like, but they hadn't been at school in the spring yeah, for two years. Of course. So they yeah. hadn't experienced what the backwoods was like yes. and the beautiful green lush trees. Yeah. And it was funny that he, that's what he yeah, noticed exactly like, oh my gosh yeah it was really yeah funny. it's too cute what does belonging mean to you i think it means like fitting in and having like people like always like by your side yeah uh, i feel like uh joining in with each other just like multis and uh having fun like actually being needed how did you find online learning I just liked being back in school. I do prefer being in real school and seeing all my friends and my teacher in real life, but yeah. I was happy to get back and learn. Did anybody like online learning? No. Yes? No? Okay, name one thing that you liked about online learning. My main reason is because like at school, like my ha my mom has to make me lunch and like put it in my lunchbox, but at home she can make like the lunch just on the spot and it's really yummy. I like that it kind of gave a new opening to school because some of the things we couldn't do, like the teachers found new things that are like creative and resourceful. Mm -hmm. I like online learning because uh, first of all, I wouldn't recess, you can go outside and play, that's all good and all. But I also really liked uh, playing games, like video games and all, but I still like but I still like uh, going to school because you can hang out with your friends yeah. and it's nice to have teachers and it's nice to see them again. Lottie, what did you like about online learning? I like that you could like mute yourself. Nobody has to like listen to anything. <laughs> and you can work in peace when like Ms. Welsh puts on music. What about from the teacher's perspective? How did they handle kind of going to and from online learning and then back to in person? Yeah, I mean, it's super challenging for sure. I mean, I've been teaching for almost 20 years. And in all honesty, the last two to three years have been the most challenging. Going online often at a moment's notice, you know, the restrictions change and the rules change and a press conference comes and suddenly everything that you thought you were doing is out the window and you've got to change and adapt it. So that's challenging for teachers. But it's really hard for the kids to be on a screen for that long in a day. So we see a lot of screen fatigue. They're just tired of being on the computer. Mm. This time this past January, it was only a week. And I think a lot of people knew it would probably only be for the week. So yeah. we felt it was 
pretty smooth and the teachers knew exactly what to do and how to approach this. And the kids were like, all right, let's go. We can do it. And, you know, they were really into it. But when it goes on for a long time, for months or weeks at a time, it can get challenging. But it's really hard also for teachers to do meaningful assessment and to track their progress. So, so much of what happens in a classroom is hands-on. You're using manipulatives in math class. You're doing experiments in science. And teachers are looking over the shoulder and can see right away if someone's on track or if someone Mm -hmm. needs some extra support. And we can help them right there and then in the moment. It's really hard to do when you've got 20 faces on a screen Mm -hmm. and you're not really actually seeing what they're doing. But I have to say, that, I mean, at Armbray, we have the most incredible teachers. And I'm so lucky to be in the position that I'm in as a director and a mom, because I've seen firsthand how hard the teachers work for our kids. It's really important. You know, I try as the director to check in with the teachers all the time and what kind of support do they need? Because not only you're trying to do your job and do what's best for the kids, but you have to remember that everyone's got families at home too, that they're trying to help and keep safe and protect and, you know, older parents or siblings or kids at home that they're, you know, haven't been vaccinated yet. They want to protect everyone. So it's uncharted waters for sure. And Mm -hmm. everyone's trying to navigate that and and figure out what the best way forward is. So it's amazing how far we've come in two years. I remember it would be just before March break two years ago, before COVID even happened. And there was talk about, you know, COVID-19 and what is this going to mean and the possibility of staying home and going online. I remember having a conversation with someone and they were like, do you think we might ever go online? I was like, no, that'll never happen. (laughs) Funny. Funny. Here we are. Two Two years years later. later. This is, yeah, this is where we're at. And it's become almost like, yeah, normal almost. And so we have this cool advisory program that is focused on resilience. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like just specifically for the lower school? Yeah, this is our second year working with Dr. Unger and his Dell team uh, of researchers. And we've been talking a lot about resilience. And I think kids are naturally, like you said, really resilient and they rise to it all the time. And we can be surprised and amazed at these little people and how well they handle it and sometimes even handle it better than we do. (laughs) We added an advisory period to our school day this year. So every Thursday, the teachers have an advisory period and we plan lessons with the teachers. The teachers and I take turns and we plan the lessons together and we get feedback from Dr. Unger and his team at Dow. But it's all about resilience, about opportunities to make mistakes, opportunities to fix your mistakes. And this month, our theme is a supportive peer group and how we can support each other in the classroom, how students can support each other. It's been amazing. And a lot of these conversations are things that especially lower school elementary teachers have done all the time and had these conversations. But Putting it into paper like this and having these lessons has been incredible because everyone's on the same page. Everyone's doing the lessons at the same time. We're using the same language. And you can hear the kids on the playground talking and supporting each other yeah. and say, it's okay to make mistakes or, you know, cool. you know, supporting each other in that way. So it's been really great. I'm really blessed and lucky to come to work every day. And I get to come work with these amazing people and people that I consider to be some of my greatest friends. So the teachers that I work with, I mean, I have such a privilege working with them because they're dedicated. They love what they do. They love the kids and it shines through in everything that they do. It's so true. Their passions really come through. Yeah. I think we've done a really good job of keeping us together as a community even when we're at home. Yeah. Even something as small as the kids wearing their uniforms to Zoom classes. So they are wearing their Osprey hoodies or they're wearing their gym clothes or even their full uniform. And it still shows that we're connected, that we're together. And when we were gone for long periods of time online, a lot of our specialists did an amazing job of planning these challenges that kids would have to put videos together. So our drama teacher, our phys ed teachers, they would ask students to submit 
a video of doing something that the challenge that they put forth that week. And when all the submissions came in, they would put it together and then share that with the whole community so we could watch that. I think there's a lot of things that we can do even when we're not together, not in person. But we all know the best place for kids is in school and they learn best when they're in school with their teachers and that's where we want to be. And you could see even coming back from the break where we were just online for one week how happy everyone was to be back in the building. Mm. I mean, I can't see their smiles a lot, but I can tell they're smiling because (laughs) of... see it in their eyes. Yeah, you can see it in their (laughs) eyes. You can see the sparkle and you can see the, the happiness there. But there's so much more to school than just the academics. And so when they come to school... You can see them just so happy to be with their friends and participating in class and collaborating with their friends on projects. I saw that was in the other day in the grade threes are building structures that have to support a book. So they're trying to figure this out together and support each other. Stuff like that we can't replicate online. Yeah. So it's amazing to have them all back in person and doing things like that. Yeah. Tara, thanks for joining me today. It's awesome to talk to you. Thank you. It was no problem at all. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.